Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the revelry. I kind of shared some of my thoughts about the event. Excited to see the forest come back. Not sure about the Arbalist, but am excited to see a, a good event come after the Arc Week event kind of fumble in my mind. The Arc Week wasn't uh, hasn't been received all that well. Um, so if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on in. If I'm not live, click the follow button on my Twitch channel so you don't miss these. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the like button or the subscribe button uh, is also very helpful to me. So, let's just jump right into the questions. I think a lot of questions got submitted. Uh, Calix says, What are your thoughts on the current lore in Destiny? Is it too nebulous? Well, <clears throat> I, I definitely feel like they're not married to anything. Um, they don't seem married to anything. They don't really care uh, if certain things change, if, if they, you know if they go back and what's it called when they reverse everything or delete basically the past like retcon <laughs> um, they seem to be pretty free and and loose with the the, the lore uh, also you got to consider there's elements to the story that kind of don't even make any sense we became iron lords and then Saladin kind of talks with to us like that didn't happen uh, people pointed that out really really early uh, so I honestly don't know um, what the thought process is in oh shoot I did not mean to do that I am so sorry the guy was here I usually wait to see if they're gonna melt I just I just autopiloted I've been just I've just been burning these guys down normal it's faster um, than standing around for the for the ghost fragment um, whoops anyway so yeah I, the, the the lore they don't seem married to the lore uh, they don't seem too heavily married to the lore. Toasted Soldier. Um, I mean, but to go back, I I will say the lore is super cool and has a lot of potential, but they definitely seem to be playing kind of fast and loose with it, you know? Um, So... Next question. Toasted Soldier. How are you feeling about all the reskins of content? Happy it's being used, or would you prefer something new? I mean, I prefer stuff to do... So, like, a lot of the times for me, Destiny is satisfying kind of no matter what, as long as I'm chasing something dope. So, I'll give you an example. Forges and grinding for an Imago loop, in my mind, weren't really that different. Um, they weren't really that different. It was running content over and over again with the hope of getting a really good roll on a certain gun. I didn't feel that those experiences were vastly different from each other. And because of that, I, I I found it satisfying either way. Now, I'm not saying the entire community is like me, but I think a lot of the Destiny community really just enjoys doing what I have dubbed the looties and the shooties. We just want to do the looties and the shooties, man. Just give us stuff to shoot and give us loot to get. You know, if, if, if you give me the haunted forest experience and there's random roles from the bosses and that's the, and that's kind of the the environment that I'm in 
I don't know about you, but I can kind of do that all day. I can kind of grind that, kill the, kill the people, kill the boss, kill the people, kill the boss. It gets harder, it gets harder, it gets harder, and then I'm done. That's why I think a scaling difficulty is so appealing, um, rather than having something that's just kind of like, it's either like the forges where it doesn't get hard at all, or it's like the reckoning where if you're not super spamming or you make the slightest mistake or somebody gets bumped, then you fall behind and you have to start over. You know what I mean? Those two are kind of like on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's not that reckoning is hard, it's that the solution's narrow, and so is the window for failure. So it's really easy to kind of get reset. And forges aren't hard at all. This is why I think something that scales up in difficulty the longer you're in there, Haunted Forest did this, right? And then the further you get, you get you know, more more chances at rewards or better chances at rewards or whatever. And then when you're, again, you have that sense of, this is a fun, satisfying grind, and I might get a dope a dope version of, of the weapon or whatever that you've been waiting on. I really do think that that appeals to a lot of the community. Um, again, I don't want, I feel like a lot of times I make these videos and people think that I'm trying to speak for everybody, and it's like, I'm not, but given the pattern in the history of the game, I think it's fair to say these are lanes that a lot of the community enjoys getting into. Um, and, and because of that, because of that, I think that you, you can get away with repetition and reskinning if the rewards are right. We said this about Division 2, right? I don't really like playing Division 2 on my stream. I think the gameplay is boring. I think the community has largely communicated to me that they don't really want to watch it. You know, they're not really worried or to be bothered by the Division. Great game. Great looter shooter. Okay? And we talked about on the Rageous Roundtable that People are very accepting of somewhat mundane, very samey, very repetitious content in Division, and the reason they're accepting of it is because they're being heavily rewarded. There's The rewards were everywhere in the Division, and I think that whenever you look at how they, you know, how they handle this stuff, you know how do they? You know how they handle the reward structures of, of content. The reward structure is usually where things I think start to break down for people. So, you know, the reckoning. I think even even yesterday I saw gigs gigs talking about the percentage chances of you getting the gun you want with the role you want is just preposterous. It's just ridiculous. It's it's it could be described as being stupid or ludicrous or unreasonable. Um, and I think that's where stuff breaks down for people. It's like, well, not only is the content kind of rough, you know, but also the chances of me even getting what I want is in the dadgum toilet. So they've really got to find a happy medium. And I feel like reskinning content, as long as the reward structure is good, by all means, do it. Bamboo Shrimp. What do you think about the Revelry armor ornaments? Do you think we'll get back to Age of Triumph style? I mean, they seem... They seem okay. I'll be honest. Unless they're... Um, unless they're really cool. Like, I feel like the Age of Triumph ones were, like, really cool. <laughs> uh, unless they're really cool, I don't really care. Um, so when I see, like, horns on a helmet, I'm just kind of like, eh. But when you have, like, your entire set of Taking King armor and you look like a dinosaur that, like, made itself out of lava 
and then you you have like glowy bits coming off of each individual piece uh I don't know that's pretty freaking awesome like I wanted I wanted every piece I wanted every ornament whenever that whenever that was going on same with the wrath of the machine all the little pieces that like had like the glowing particles coming off of them and stuff like I loved it I thought it looked so good uh, I thought it looked really really good so it you know in light of that I think that they could they could take the idea and go a little bit farther I don't think a helmet with like horns that get a little bit bigger is is exciting enough for me personally now other people might look at it and be like oh Lono I think it looks awesome I can't wait you know I'm really excited to grind for it or whatever um I in 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 that case I think it's subjective but I do think if they're gonna do it maybe full sets maybe more uh would be better you know they set the bar high with that uh they set the bar high with that D2 armor looks so drab in comparison I happen to think a lot of the D2 armor looks amazing. I think D2 armor gets a bad rap because we remember we remember four sets of reskinned armor and we're like, oh my gosh, like that was the best armor ever. And we kind of compare all of Destiny 2's armor to Age of Triumph. And I think that's an unfair comparison. I mean, that was reskin, that was armor that had like a nostalgic feel to it. You know, there was a lot of layers to why we like that armor um, so, so much. So, I don't know. I want to be fair. I want to be fair. I think sometimes we make the comparisons between D2 and D1 armor, and we do it in an unfair way. Go back and look at a lot of the armor sets from D1. They were very, very plain Jane. Like, I'm be honest. I don't think I ever looked this cool in D1. If you if you if you can't see what I'm like looking at the the ornament for the skull, my freaking chest piece uh, from the raid, my boots of the great hunt. You know, I I don't know. I feel like even my just my shoulder uh, pads. I I don't know. I feel like I look pretty awesome. And that's like one set. A lot of the armor that I can switch to, I think is very, very cool looking. Like just this set with the bird on it and the and the shoulder pads and the wings and, and the Vanguard. I mean, the Vanguard stuff. I don't know. I have a really hard time accepting when people act like the D1 armor was so much better um, than D2. I really have a hard time accepting that. I really do feel like a lot of the times it gets overstated. And again, I think some of it is oh, the Age of Triumph armor was at the absolute best and you're kind of you're kind of making an unfair comparison. Uh, Calyx, do you think Sabathun will be a raid boss in D2 or D3? Uh, I think she's going to be a raid boss in whatever happens in September. Uh, I think September is going to be a sizable injection. It'll be the kickoff to the next annual pass. I believe it will be a return to the Dreadnought where we have to face Sabathun uh, I believe she is going to ascend to the Hive Throne uh, and take over for orcs because the, the the Hive is vacant. The Hive Throne is vacant, and according to Sword Logic, like somebody has to take over, and it should be us. But we didn't. We remain Guardians of Light. Deed dropped this little like hint a long, long time ago in a stream about it, and it was just kind of like seemed like to a lot of people maybe an offhanded comment, but I'm like, eh, that sounded pretty severe. So I think I think that there's a very very good chance that we will see Savathun as a raid boss. Thank you for five months, Dat Rando. 
um, we will see her as a raid boss in uh, in future content. So at the at the at the end of all things, I don't think they can. I don't think they've wrapped that story up just yet. Uh, just like I don't think we're done with Callus either. I think Callus is gonna is gonna be a maintained presence in the game. Aiden. I know it isn't relevant to this SNTR, but I watched one on PvP. Uh, and if they're reworking for Crucible, we get more, what if we get a more Titanfall-style PvP where there's two teams, six to ten Guardians each, an extra handful of bots? Uh, how would you feel about this? Could open up larger maps? Well, I don't think that's in line with what Deej said, so no. I don't think they're going to do this. I also don't think there's really a place for this in the game. They've already blended player versus player and us shooting like trash ads and stuff. I don't even know if they could make bots that were that were worthy of worthy of most garden variety like mediocre guardians. So, they're not going to do this cuz it would be a, that would be a blended PVP VE blended mode which they said that the Crucible's future will retain its essence of being purely player versus player. Deej was pushing back on the Anon the Nine leak as well as my prediction as well as many others people's predictions that perhaps they're taking PvP into a blended direction and Gambit sort of just the beginning. Um, a lot of us were making that speculation and prediction and Shadow of Anon the Nine obviously really added a lot of a lot of meat to that theory by showing, you know, and saying that, you know, D3 is going to go to a blended PvPVE mode in like yeah, kind of like in the open areas like planet side. So the fact that Deej spoke very definitively against that notion, I would say means they would not be doing uh, they would not be doing something like you just kind of outlined. So Jetboy, do you think the revelry armor ornaments are clues to future ornaments? I wish we had uh, a variety of ornaments, not just antlers. I mean, maybe, again, somebody kind of already asked this. I think if they do it, it just needs to be more complete, like more full sets. Claytonks, do you believe that Bungie should remove Core's gain through the exploit? I'm fairly unsure how to feel about this as the people who... Um, People who abused it likely are those with more time on their hands to begin with. Uh, it seems that Bungie has slipped into a lax authoritarian role. <laughs> uh, they are the parent coach who tried to be the child's friend first, and now it's time to deliver correction. They falter because of the established history. Well, I mean, you're. I think you're going. I think you're going kind of off the deep end here. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, yes, a handful of people benefited from this. Uh, maybe more than a handful. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being too simplistic here. But I don't think it requires them to do anything. What I think they should do is remove enhancement cores from infusion. Um, the more the more ways they try to square this and cut this, the more problematic it gets. Every single time they, you know, they're trying to address this now. It's just like people are like, "Oh, well, the gunsmith bounties. You get five daily. Each one of those gives you a core, and then there's one weekly that gives you a core and a mod, right? So, you know, you're getting you're getting two things. Well, okay, like, cool. Does that mean I'm gonna have to like really change my weekly habits, or is this gonna be in line with? I can just play what I want to play and I automatically complete these bounties so I'm just getting a nice injection of 
of cores? Or is this going to be like another thing that is play flow disrupting and I got to go do this stuff off to the side that maybe I'm really not interested in? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, so, now 2Switch is saying there's pictures of people on Reddit with tens of thousands of cores. He thinks they should 100% remove those. Again, I think the problem there is I don't know if Bungie can do something like that. I mean, we had this issue with the raid loot, right? People got raid loot before Last Wish launched, and everybody was pretty ticked. You know? I wasn't too happy. I was like, this is the first time ever that raid loot is in the game before the raid is out. And, in you know, given that reality, it, it seems like they should try and take the loot away from people that got it early. And basically, Bungie's like, yeah, we can't do that. We can't delete stuff from people's... Um, we can't delete stuff from people's inventory. So, if that is to be believed, then they're, they get to keep them. Um, furthermore, I think Bungie just needs to live and let live a little bit. Like, if people want to get cores, what, was, what were people going to do? For each pinnacle weapon, they were going to get like, what, like 18 cores? You know, 9 for each or 7 for each or whatever the frick the number was. Um, so, that's a lie. They disabled trials gear for cheaters. Yeah, but there's a difference between disabling gear and deleting gear. Like, I guess if they disabled the cores that people got, and then it's like, well, you could just delete them because now they're just taking up space in your inventory. I just don't know if they're even in a position to go in and do something like that. Do they even have the ability to? Um, Given how many of us have theorized, maybe that, you know, D2 is a bit of a skeleton crew right now because a lot of personnel on the live team and stuff may have moved, moved on to the next annual pass or Destiny 3. And if that's the case, they might not even really be in a position to deal with this. And they just kind of have to shrug it off and be like, well, you know, bank error in your favor. You know, you get a bunch of cores. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're in a position to mess with it. Hmong Light. Uh, how would a reset of gear and armor be needed in the next big... Uh, oh, would a reset of gear and armor be needed in the next big DLC in September to start on a new slate? I personally still love Destiny gameplay, even though I've not played that much. Keep it up. Thank you. Um... A lot of people do not see eye to eye with me on this, and that's fine. I I do. This is one of the few times where I respect the difference of opinion here because I can see I can see both sides of the argument. But I think this idea that you can play Destiny and keep your loot for two years. So in September, you know, Midnight Coup is two years old basically, and at that point in time. If you still want to continue using that, I'm a little confused as to why you play looter shooters. Oh, we'll just make the new gear better. We've talked about this before. Once a weapon is at its ceiling of efficiency, the only thing you can do is a lateral upgrade. And what I mean by lateral upgrade is, let's say you determine that the breakneck is as efficient at killing ads as the Midnight Coup. In your opinion, when you use it, it kills the ads roughly at the same interval and speed and range and efficiency and blah, 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 blah. You determine that, okay? So you use the Breakneck instead of the Midnight Coup. Well, that's a lateral upgrade, okay? Both guns are performing at the, at the, at the ceiling of a primary 
they're both already there. You can only kill trash ads so fast. You can't just be like, oh, make the new weapons better, forehead. It's not possible. How much faster do you really want to kill trash ads? That's what a primary weapon is for. How much faster do you want to do it? I, I use my Warden's Law, and as if I'm patient, I'm one and two tapping everything. Once I get Rampage all the way up, I'm basically one tapping all red bar enemies. Okay? So, two years into the game, I kind of feel like it's time to let go. Like, you've got to say, okay, this stuff can no longer be infused up anymore because really the only way to shift people to new gear is to kind of force them. I just think it breaks incentivization when all you're doing is lateral upgrades, especially when Bungie once again, you know, put a put a primary hand cannon in the game that is got the best of basically everything. It's just like Fatebringer. Nobody wants to put down their Fatebringer because it's literally the best it was like literally the best primary at the time. And so, in a similar situation now, Midnight Coup, in a lot of people's eyes, not in mine, but in a lot of people's eyes, it is literally the best weapon, the best primary weapon in the game. Um, and so, it, I, I think a lot of games do this. They just shift the, they shift the goalposts, they shift the ethos, everything kind of moves, and you, you slowly leave things behind. I have even said... I have even said something that they should consider, something that they could consider, is once something hits two years, it goes away. So in September, all vanilla gear gets stuck at 700 and doesn't go any higher than that. And then when we get exactly two years away from Curse of Osiris, all of those guns cannot go past whatever the next, whatever the power cap is at the time. You know what I mean? Once you get two years away, I think, I don't know why, I, I don't know why people push against it so strongly. It, I think it would be okay to say this stuff's going to get recycled out and we're going to replace it with a bunch of dope new stuff. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just, there's only so much you can do within each archetype. There's only so much you can do with a hand cannon archetype, a 110, a 140, a 180, whatever the frick. There's only so much you can do with shotguns. There's only so much you can do with each individual weapon type. There's not limitless options for power. There aren't. There are not limitless options for power. So, again, if a... If a... If a a shotgun that you're using, whether it's the Perfect Paradox or the Ikelos shotgun or whatever it doesn't it does there's no real motivation to put those things down wouldn't a lateral shift be a nice middle ground doesn't that fit into player perception argument yeah but here here's the main issue right here's the main issue it's not about the player perception at this point because Bungie has never really truly added a bunch of new stuff they didn't add enough in Forsaken Right, so what you ended up with was a, a, a somewhat a somewhat shallow loot pool. So it was like, yeah, we gotta let people carry their new stuff over. This is what would happen. 
the people that love their midnight coup and if those people are complaining two years later you better not you better not level cap my midnight coup you better not leave my midnight coup behind two years later do you want to know what that person is betraying about their sentimentality that they're a pretty hardcore loot pursuit player and they'd get over it very quickly when they started chasing the new the new hotness right so this is where you have to parse player complaint with player behavior we've talked about this before where i complained about the skeleton key grind for the imago loop but i kept doing it right so you have to kind of parse the complaint with the behavior i was still playing i was still grinding i was still chasing i i I didn't give up even though i complained like crazy okay so player behavior has to come in and has to weigh in and i think in this scenario player behavior should be more determinative than than the complaint oh that's bull man i i've had this midnight coup for a year year and a half two years whatever i don't ever want to i don't ever want to let it go okay well you're showing us the type of player that you are you'll you'll probably be just fine you'll you'll get over it and you'll keep grinding and you'll keep playing um a lot of the times I think we see a player complaint and we're like, oh, they better not do that. Players are going to get mad. Um, you know, and look, Mike, 30 and so gaming, he's really against this. And he made a really good point one night. He was like, well, Lono, if you're saying the new weapons would basically be just as good as the weapons they're replacing, you're not changing much. It's still a lateral upgrade. You're just making people do it. Right, but for me, I think the main issue is incentivization breaks down. Incentivization breaks down. The existence of the Ikalos shotgun, I think, hurts the incentivization to go for a threat level. Why? Because you don't need it. A couple of bad runs, a couple of bad weeks where you don't get the drop you want or you don't get a drop at all, and I just feel like you're going to throw your hands and be like, who the frick cares? I have an Ikalos. You know? Why would I bother? Incentivization breaks down. The, you know, it defeats the purpose of a looter shooter if you hold on to everything for so long. Right, like, that's really where the rub is. It's like, it's a looter shooter, man. You're supposed to feel that sense of, I need the new stuff, I need to hit the new levels, I need to grind, go to the new places and spaces, and I need to do all this. And what ends up happening is, nobody freaking does that. Everyone complains about, like, oh, the perks aren't that great, they're not that better, they're not that different, they're not that this, after saying they want to keep everything. You know, if you keep everything, that's where the problem happens, is you create the very thing that you end up complaining about. So... Crimson Link, do you think the buffs we gain from the armor will be a lasting effect or just during the event? Oh, they specified in the TWAB. It's just during it, or the update or the patch notes or whatever. It's just during the event. There, This will not be something that carries on. That would be kind of wonky. Um, so it's, it's just like when you would go into the Haunted Forest with the masks and it only affected things in there. Uh, so... Is adding new guns and perks that replace old little by little with the annual pass injection not a good thing? Guess I'm not following the argument. Yeah, it's because they're not replacing them to switch. They're not. Nothing that you could get from the forge truly replaced anything. Even a god roll blast furnace. Who cares? 
if you grind for two weeks and you can't get the blast, or you grind all week and you can't get the blast furnace to drop that you're looking for, right? Incentivization breaks down really, really fast because you don't need it. You don't need it. There's plenty of weapons already in the loot pool. Plenty of weapons probably in your inventory that you you don't even you don't you don't feel that pull to be like oh my gosh I need it when when Wrath of the Machine rolls around or King's Fall rolls around I don't remember how much all this stuff reset but I remember in King's Fall being like I need to go get all the new stuff I need to go get new this new that I'm getting greens I'm getting blues I'm equipping greens and blues again I'm going through that kind of that that fun charming beginning where everything you're doing and dropping is 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 somewhat contributing uh to what you're to what you're doing i don't love you like i don't know that's part of the joy of the game right leveling up getting new stuff chasing new stuff but it's like if i'm literally chasing a gun that doesn't really do anything that i can't already do with the guns i have i just feel like incentivization breaks down I don't, why do we feel like so many people are like, I'm just not motivated to play right now. Right? I'm just not motivated to play right now. Why? Well, you don't really need to. There's no sense of vacancy filling. There's just, there's no sense of like, I need to play. I need to go chase this. I need to do that. None of that's happening. Everyone's growing up. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that simple. I think it's very, very simple to see that one of the reasons we played a whole lot more in the past was because we had to replace so much stuff. I don't know about you, but I remember in Wrath of the Machine trying to level, trying to get stuff, trying to find stuff. Then I was trying to get a tier 12 build. Then I was trying to get all the raid guns. Like, I don't know. Then I was trying to get in a Mago loop. There was this there was this clear drive to I don't have this this and this and right now nobody's really saying that you like well, I basically have four great primaries, couple of good shotguns, bunch of great heavy weapons. Who the frick cares about all this new stuff? Could we not currently be seeing Bungie making that move since they are coming out with guns that are considered that lateral shift, spare rations being the direct competitor to the Midnight Coup? Right, but if you try to grind for a spare rations and you can't get one and you get annoyed and you already have a midnight coup, where's the drive to really chase it? it, You see what I'm saying? Your drive to chase it eventually just like, forget this, dude. I'm throwing the talent. Now, there's a legit criticism to be made about the lack of player agency in chasing the gun to begin with. I think the reckoning drop system is dumb. Like, I think it's actually terrible. So that's a whole nother debate. Even if the drop rates were made better, if you go a while without getting one, I just feel like motivation really dissolves quickly when you know deep down in your heart of hearts you don't need it. How many weeks are you going to put up with not getting the threat level that you want when you have an Ikelos shotgun in your inventory? How many? <clears throat> Just playing Devil's Advocate, isn't the Imago loop a lateral shift from the Fatebringer? That's exactly what it is, and do you know why I had to do it? I couldn't use my Fatebringer anymore. You're, you're, you're making my point for me. That's precisely my point. 
they can only do lateral shifts and since they can only do lateral shifts those lateral shifts should feel necessary not optional I couldn't use Fatebringer anymore. That lateral shift, that lateral upgrade, I had to. If I wanted to go get, essentially, my Fatebringer back, I had to go grind for an Imago loop. That's precisely the point. You don't need anything in PvP? Oh, shut the frick up. Y- y- that's not what we're saying and you know it. That's not what we mean. Don't argue. Don't Don't split hairs on terminology. You know what we mean, dude. Like... Don't waste, don't waste space in the chat on making a point that doesn't need to be made. Nobody's actually saying you need it. What we're saying is, if you would like a new primary that's really, really good, you need to go get them because the old ones that you have are no longer able to be leveled up. If I still had my fate bringer, I never, ever, ever would have grinded for the Imago loop. That's precisely the point that I'm making. An entire grind, an entire incentive system, an entire skeleton key mechanic that they put into the game in Destiny 1, I wouldn't have touched it if I still had my Fatebringer. Don't you see the folly of what you're arguing for when you're arguing for keeping weapons for forever? Like, I would have never done it. The Fatebringer existing at that point in time would have invalidated anything they tried to throw at me. That's hours and hours and hours of grind and loot pursuit that I wouldn't have done. I would have been like, why would I bother doing that? I have a fate bringer. Why, why on earth? Why on earth would I do that? That's the issue and that's the thing I'm really, really trying to drive home is that motivation just completely tanks just completely and utterly tanks if you continue to bring all your pinnacle gear forward with you and you talk about an infection in your inventory dude seriously think about this with me for a second like you're talking about we have even more pinnacle weapons now than the midnight coup how many primaries are in the game right now that are fantastic what do you honestly think Bungie's gonna come up with next We have the Breakneck, we have the Blast Furnace, we have the Bygones, we have the the Midnight Coup, we have the Warden's Law, we have the new hand cannon from the, uh, the one you guys are talking about, we have the Kindled Orchid, we have all this stuff. Yeah, we have the Recluse. And if you can carry that with you for forever, I don't know, what's the point of grinding for a new gun that is the same as efficiency of an old gun? It's not more powerful other than arbitrary delta level. No one wants to get nerfed every three months. Well, Eugene, if you engage with my actual argument, then you won't make me sound so stupid. I didn't say nerf people every three months. I said every year to maybe two years, cap the gear. I think after one year, your midnight coup should have been like, nah, you can't level it up. Sure, you want to throw that bad boy on whenever you're running like a strike or you're running like a public event, go for it. It's still it's still at the level of like public space environments and stuff. I'm not saying take everyone's gear away every three months. That's dumb and it's a straw man. You're making me sound stupid. I'm not, I've not once ever said that. I've said a year. Even today I said two years. Two years in September? You're still going to clutch your midnight coup with white knuckles and be like, don't you dare take this from me. Why? Every gun we have now can't be up uprooted. It's not possible. 
It isn't. You, I, I just think people are like, give us a grind, Bungie. Give us loot to chase. But don't you dare take away anything I've got in my inventory because if you do, I'm going to be really mad. And then they get in there and they're like, nothing's really that better than what I already have. Now, I'm not saying every time they bump the power level, that would be absurd, right? Oh, in Season of the Forge, everything's invalidated. Oh, in Season of the Drifter, everything's invalidated. That would be absurd, and I haven't heard, I've never heard anybody say that. It is a nerf every three months, because every three months is a new pool of weapons that are nerfed? Well, I'm not calling for that, so I don't know who you're talking to, Eugene. I'm talking about every year when they do the big injections of content and resets, vendor refreshes, whatever the frick. You say, all right, anything that's a year old is capped. It can't go past this power level, right? And then you get into, like, January, February, and they're like, okay, we're about a year out from the forge. Anything you got in the forges is Dundee. You can't level it up anymore. Here's a bunch of new stuff to chase, right? It looks different. It sounds different. It's got new perks, whatever. I don't understand how people don't see the mathematical problem here. What do you think is going to happen to your inventory? You're just literally going to, you're, you're literally going to be like, ah, that's why I'm saying every three months, right? But you're misrepresenting my argument because you know, it's a good point we need to let go of the loot at a certain interval and you're making it sound like I'm nerfing people every three months that's not what I'm doing it's not a nerf the weapons can no longer be infused up which means you could still use them in public spaces you could still use them in strikes you could use them in like 50 to 60% of the content if you want to take the, the pinnacle gear into the pinnacle activities nightfalls the new end game content they're adding like reckoning raids or whatever you'd have to use all new stuff that's what I'm saying. Like a handful of weapons. Again, somebody's got to make an argument for why two years from now I can still use the blast furnace. How are you ever going to replace this? They've not built a system with with enough complexity. Three perks, one is a mag perk. I mean, come on. Perks that affect damage and perks that affect reload. That's pretty much it. And this gun can only be matched. It can't be outdone. Every update, there will be weapons that reach their 12-month time. That's what he's saying. Right, and he's misrepresenting my argument by saying every three months we get a nerf. It's be, you're, Come on, you're, it's, you're being kind of douchey about it. You're literally repackaging my argument and making it sound like something else. I'm not saying nerf people every three months. I'm saying every three months there's new stuff to chase and you feel that sense of there's some vacancy in my loadout now I'm gonna go chase this stuff it's not a nerf because you could still use the weapons in a ton of the content I mean for frick's sake what's the power level of the of the strikes what's the power level of the 500 500 you could still use everything practically I <laughs> Same thing with story missions, 280. What are these out of the box? 540? 540? I'm telling you, you're exaggerating what I'm saying. I'm merely stating that eventually you're going to run out of stuff that they can do. Right? 
you're you're gonna run out of like i've like what what are you really gonna do with hand cans what are you really gonna do with shotguns you know if the new loot's not making me more powerful i don't care see but now you're making an argument that deep down you know is bad because i know you're smarter than that eugene loot can't make you more powerful eugene because the goalposts move with you the goalposts move with you what are they going to do? Infinitely make stronger and stronger enemies, stronger and stronger encounters, so that you need new weapons for those encounters? Well, then what are you going to do? You're only going to be able to use those weapons that they came out with for the new encounters. Let's take what you're saying and, and let's pretend that the Reckoning, you had to be stronger to beat the Reckoning. And the only way to be stronger is with the new gear. You're saying new gear is not interesting unless it makes me stronger. Okay, let's take it and apply it. Do you know how ludicrous that would be? To be like, the only way you're going to be stronger, strong enough to fight in Reckoning is to use the new gear? That's silly. That's completely and utterly silly. Good thing they didn't invite you to Bungie. Get the frick out of my chat. I don't want to get invited to Bungie. Why do you focus on negative people? I don't need to hear you rant for 10 minutes and repeat yourself over and over again. Then get the frick out. I'm having a conversation with people in chat. It's enjoyable. If you don't like it, find another frickin' stream to hang out in. Douche. I'm serious. If you look at the nature of the content that they build, if the reckoning is like, this is stronger enemies... The only way you're going to be strong enough to fight these enemies is to use the new gear. You got to use the new gear. Because as Eugene says, new gear should make me stronger. How do you make people stronger in this game though? Right? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious how you make people stronger in the game of Destiny. How do you do it? They basically introduce new content. They're like, this new content has a power level. If you want to play this content, you got to be at this power level. Level up to get to this power level. That's how they've always done it. That's how they've always done it. So I don't understand what what you're actually arguing for, Eugene. Because listen, unless they replace the entire loot pool every single time they add new content and all that loot is as you're saying stronger isn't that kind of what i'm saying though what if the new loot was the only way you could get to 700 that's the only way you could get to 700 well that's making you stronger now the only other way they could pull this off okay the only other way they could pull this off is if they introduce primaries that are ridiculously strong but you need them because of difficulty spectrum that they put into the game the trash ads get really really strong when you ramp it up to nightmare mode or something or whatever the frick right so you would need primaries to be ludicrously strong for those environments right you can't since you shouldn't be arbitrary ruining my efficiency by making me regrind weapons that aren't any different from what I already had. Right, but you're not actually arguing for anything, Eugene. You're just shooting down my idea now. I've asked you numerous times, how do you make us more powerful with weapons? You haven't said anything. I accept your concession. I'm moving on. You're not engaging with me anymore. You've just restated your case eight different ways. I've asked you three different times, how do you make me stronger with new gear? And you haven't answered, so I'm moving on. And I'm not circling back if you put it in chat now. 
Bat Nerd. Do you think it's a problem that the armor is reskins of year one armor, or is it good that they repurpose gear? I mean, it's a free event, so I never really care about the reskinning for free events. Calder. I like that they are reusing assets like the Infinite Forest. How could they implement things like Blindwell and EP? I personally said, I personally said, Blindwell and EP need to come back as fixtures in the game. Fixtures in the game that rotate every week. They rotate every week. I said you can't. Again, I accept your concession then. I said you can't. If you can't do it, then my system is better. You don't have a solution. You're just shooting down mine. Again, you're, you're conceding that you're not... You don't have an argument. You're just shooting down mine. Every two years. That's all I said. Every two years. Listen, not even to Eugene, to the people that are going to comment on the YouTube. If you're not willing to let go of your gear every two years, then you should probably play another game. Because virtually every game that is like this, that's what they do new content replaces your old gear that's how it works if you don't like that i don't know why you're playing a looter shooter why are you playing a looter shooter so that you can never replace your gear hold your gear forever that's that doesn't make any sense in the realm of the game type it's nonsensical it's an insistence upon an absurdity it is absurd and you know it's absurd deep down this is how these games work thank you MPS for the two uh, two dollars says I'm unconcerned with loot pools Uh, I love many a weapon for many different situations my concern is new content that provides a path of power uh, so I can do end game content I'm just now doing forges the leveling's terrible I mean we've 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 went round and round on how bad the leveling is so uh, Creeper Nation, do you think that this is the beginning of Bungie's reintroduction of ornaments for armor? Already had this question. Uh, does it require the season pass? Revelry is free to all players, so no, it does not. So, what games do these people grow up playing? I truly don't know, because someone in chat is saying, because that's the way I want to play. Then play something else, then. You're grading against an actual genre defining thing. Like, Bungie is so scared to upset the people that would be angry about this that they're shortchanging, they're shortchanging the loot pool. They're shortchanging the loot pool. It's like, you, you can't, you can't let the game expand because you're like, well, this is how I want to play. You should play something else. Like, if you go and play World of Warcraft, if you go and play Diablo with the Rift system... That that's what's going on. You're 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 replacing your gear. I, I I can't believe that we still have this argument. Like I just think you're listen, I'm just gonna say it. You're holding the game back. Your opinion, your your stance is one of the things that's holding the game back. Because they can't repurpose, reskin, re-inject the loot pool. They've gotta let you keep your gear like an infection in the game, and then they never rep- they never truly replace or rejuvenate anything. Your position holds the game back. I'm trying to take the game forward so that we got new stuff to do and chase, and you're like, well, I want to hold my gear for forever, so figure it out, Bungie. Again, who's going to grind content for a threat level if they already have an Ikelos? After a couple weeks of bad RNG, you stop playing. Your motivation dies. It... (laughs) It's a loot pursuit game, and you're arguing for something that hurts loot pursuit. Clay Tongs. 
This one is wholly unrelated. We're getting what you want, though. We're getting what you want. I know what you mean. I think people disengaging with the content. I think the overwhelming sense of people saying, I feel no motivation to play. I feel no drive to play. People said this during the forges because they looked at all the loot and they said, it's basically the same loot that I already have. It's basically the same perks that I already have. The reason people said that is because there's no vacancy in their loot. So many people are saying they have no drive to play. Why in the blue frick do you think no one has a drive to play while you clutch year one gear to the very death of the game, I guess? I... Uh, unrelated topic. Based on your age and interest, do you enjoy the 80s aesthetic of the Black Armory weapons? The Kindled Orchid and Blast Furnace in particular look awesome. Uh, Transformers are comic book guns. Personally, I love looking at them. Brighter color palette. Sorry, off topic. Oh, no, I actually thought the, the, I thought the aesthetic for everything out of Scourge was awesome. I loved it. Um, I absolutely loved it. I especially loved just the default color scheme was dope. Obviously, black and red is, is kind of my thing, so... I was, a, I was a big fan of it. There's two ways this can be solved. Not allowing us to bring loot forward or Bungie making new interesting perks that are more desirable than the old loot. But even with new perks, Milo, I just don't know how you do it. Pinnacle gear is pinnacle gear. Top shelf gear is top shelf gear. I just... I, as I said, I would have never, ever, ever grinded for the fate bring of the Imago loop if I still had my fate bringer. Even if somebody could have argued, but Lono, you could get a slightly better version on the roll. There's new perks, there's new things that the Amago loop can get that the Fatebringer can't. That entire loot pursuit, that entire grind, that entire loot chase, I I wouldn't have done it. I literally would not have done it. I'd have been like, well, what's the point? There's no point. They've built a game with a couple of perks per weapon. They've built a game with what is very clearly archetypes archetypes that can only be taken so far and if archetypes can only be taken so far then once you're at that ceiling there's not much else you can do how do you make a hand cannon more interesting than the ones that we already have that reload fast and do good damage that's kind of it Right? I just, I never hear any good suggestions from people in chat. It's always like, we'll just make the perks more interesting. But how, though? How? Even when Destiny 2 landed, most of the gear, if we're honest, it was all new stuff that essentially replaced the gear that you had been playing with in D1. It replaced your Occam's Razor. It replaced your your Imago Loop. It replaced your your Galahorn. Like, uh, thank you for the brand new Prime sub uh, jugs and then Starscream. Thank you for six months of subs, dude. Welcome back. That's half a year. Perks like Outbreak Prime would make weapons more interesting, but Destiny is basic game with basic perks. In the next game, I would ag- I'll agree with you guys on this aspect. I'm talking in the realm of Destiny 2 right now, and I think maybe that's why we're ships passing in the night. In the realm of Destiny 2, the only true way to really get value out of the new grind and the new gear is we got to leave old gear behind. Now, in Destiny 3, if each weapon, 
let's imagine each weapon has like six perks like double the perk pool well then it's a little bit easier in the future to say well sure you've got that really nice auto rifle there but these this new auto rifle coming in the next dlc it's six perks can roll with two or three new things that make the gun feel different handle different do different things and then that would give you that incentive to be like well maybe i want to use that instead maybe i want to chase that instead or they could just say there's enemies that this gun is just better for so when you're in certain strikes you're going to want this gun that's contextual power that's another thing this game kind of lacks we even talked about that in borderlands for crying out loud we talked about the fact that like if I go into an environment that's all robots, I should really feel the desire to have really, really, really good acid weapons. If I go into an environment where everybody has shields, then you really want to have a good electricity weapon. Bungie could definitely do something like that, where they institute new planets, new enemy types, new missions, and when you go on those missions, sure, your old auto rifle or hand cannon are just fine, but there's new auto rifles and hand cannons that are more efficient in these environments. At the present time, this game is not built for that. It just isn't built for that. They don't have the ability to do that. That that structure is not in place. So you've got to hit the reset button every once in a while. And yes, you'd complain and you'd get angry, but I'm telling you right now, you would chase the new stuff. And maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you'd cross your arms and dig your heels in. I think the majority of the player base would be like, let's go get the new hotness. Destiny Boy. Hey, Lono, do you think we will get four DLCs in the next annual pass? The first being a replacement uh, for big DLC like Forsaken and the other kind of three. Um, Do you think we will get four DLC in the next annual pass? I don't think it's going to be four, no. No, I think the first one, I think the first one's going to drop and be bigger and then maybe they'll trickle some of it. Um, Maybe they'll trickle some of it out uh, to the... You know, like, you get into, like, December and there's more parts to it or something, more pieces to it. Um, so, I don't, but I don't think you're going to get four. I think whatever we were originally supposed to get in September, I think whatever we were supposed to get in September, I think just got busted up. And that's our annual pass. That's what I think. VA9 Joker. Are we going to be able to use the farm for an event, uh, to farm the event armor for different roles, or are they static? Keep up the good work. I'm assuming that we're going to be able to farm for roles. That would be really weird for them to be static. Uh, Lama Salami. Do you think the armor giving boost to Crucible Strength is going to be a problem for people who are still trying to get the thorn of the last word? I don't really care about the Crucible right now, and I don't think Bungie does either. I think they're trying to take it in a whole other direction, so the current iteration just isn't, it doesn't matter. Do you think the armor will continue through the game and be relevant, or do you think it will die at the end of the event? Well, it's the tonic. You need the tonic, and then the more pieces of the armor you're wearing, the stronger it is. I still think beyond the event, the armor will be just fine as long as it has, you know, normal perks that you can get. If you can get a pair of the gauntlets that are like, maybe they'll have enhanced perks, I don't know. But you can get a pair of the gauntlets that's like hand cannon reloader and... Um, I don't know what we typically go for, like heavy ammo finder, and you really like them and you like the way they look, they'll be, you can continue to use them. Uh, do you think Bungie are running out of ideas for events? That's why they reskin old ones. Well, I think having like Dawning, Iron Banner, Crimson Days, you know, one hit impact with a brand new one and 18 months from Master Chubbs. Guys, thank you for those resubs. Two months from Spacklet. I missed that one. Thank you guys. 
I think that's totally fine. Dawning comes around once a year, Festival of the Lost, etc. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's cool. Everybody, I think a lot of times people run to reskin is like a is like a criticism, but they don't actually go beyond that. There's nothing wrong with having events like that. I liked Faction Rally, you know. Now, the structure of Faction Rally was kind of bad, but it was cool getting all the ornaments, getting all the arm pieces, doing all the challenges, doing all the things, getting all the guns. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I didn't like the... People didn't like the... What was it? It was the thing that made you weaker or stronger. I always forget the name of that. I hope I hope Faction Rally comes back in the next annual pass. Because I actually... I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was something to do that I hadn't been doing up to that point. It was it was something completely new to do up to that point. And you could you could get the armor sets and once you got the armor sets you could get the ornaments yeah renown not a lot of people like the renown system renown wasn't bad if you were with the, if you were with the group but if you were solo renown was a headache renown also ruined escalation protocol uh lama salami what are your thoughts about the idea of absolute mayhem throughout the universe uh in this event do you think going to be a lot of fun or think it will make things too hectic you wouldn't want to couple you wouldn't want to say, hey, we made a bunch of changes to subclasses and we basically turned on mayhem for the entire game. I think that would be confusing for people. They would be like, is this how strong it's always going to be? You w- you don't want to do that, I don't think. I think that would confuse people. Uh, hey, Lono, the Arbalest looks like a dope weapon, but with disruption perk and the weapon sitting in the kinetic slot, you won't be able to switch weapons to make that perk viable. Do you think it might become an exotic to use in strikes, nightfalls, and raids, maybe even in Gambit, while running a support build as a Warlock or Titan. Well, I think what you're going to do is, you're going to shoot them and break their shield, and because it's a kinetic weapon, once their shield is broken, you're going to take another shot. Right? Uh, A kinetic weapon can use special ammo. So, like... The parcel of Stardust is kinetic. There's no element on here, even though it's using special ammo. So I think what folks are going to do is they're going to bust the shield with the Arbalest. Now they get increased kinetic damage, and then they're going to use the Arbalest and shoot that, that major in the face. So it may be really useful in those types of environments. There may be something coming down the line. I mean, who knows? What if the raid in the summer... What if the raid in the summer has these really, really strong majors that come out that are shielded and the Arbalist becomes like the meta for that engagement because you can pop the shields and then pop them in the face and then they're really, really low. Could be something like that. The rubbery doesn't look too bad. Uh, do you feel like we should have more of these events every season, like two or three a season? I don't know about we. Oh, we need to have way more. That's not really the issue, I don't think. I think the issue is... Um, you know, I think the issue is let's, let's just inject the game with something to do for a couple of weeks. And if you do this all the time, it starts to become like, it starts to become, um, superfluous. Why do I care about another armor set? We just grinded for an armor set two weeks ago, you know? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know if you, if you do it, um, if you do it too often, then... I don't know. If you do it way too often, then it, 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 like, what's the point? Maybe, maybe you could do one where we're grinding for the armor and then one where we're grinding for some weapons. So they're, they're, you know, they're very, very different. Um, I think you could do that. I think you could do that. Say, here is, uh, 
here is here's an event where this entire time it's three weeks and each week there's one weapon you can grind for and the next time it's an armor set if it's an armor set every time that just gets kind of silly you're like we just grinded for the revelry armor set we're doing it again you know it kind of fits as an ender to that season you're like oh it's an ending thing these are cool sets of armor they're kind of neat looking I mean, essentially, if we're honest, the armor sets are just for dress-up, but in this case, they made them tied to something else, which is like the tonic. So, I can't think of my... I need my preferred music genres. I got rock, 80s synth, and I'm trying to think of another one. Um, Digital Marine. What are your thoughts on the overall aesthetic of the revelry? I find myself very torn. looks wonky. I thought that um, the Eververse armor looked better than the actual revelry armor, which is a little disappointing. Clay Tonks. Do you think the Arbalist is going to find utility in attacking your mid-tier shield enemies, such as knights, captains, wizards, phalanxes? Pop the shield and go headshot to finish them? Uh, I see how it could be useful serving two purposes, elemental shield popper and kinetic heavy uh, hitter, given that they won't be suspect- susceptible to greater damage uh, from its railgun slugs. Um, they will. Oh, they will now be susceptible. I'm just telling you, like, where are you going to go where you're like, there's so many shielded enemies. There's so many shielded enemies that I I need the Arbalest. I don't know. Again, unless there's something very specific in the next raid that they like, they built this for. um, Or if you do a Nightfall and you put on match game. I think that'll be the only real time you really feel it's useful is match game and a Nightfall. And then obviously if the aim assist is crazy, people will take it into Gambit. Little Light. I liked what Bungie did uh, with reusing the Infinite Forest for the last event, but I'm a little bit worried that they get comfortable reusing it every now and then. Shouldn't Bungie experiment more with, with content, or is it better to stick with what worked previously? you got to understand that they're probably running on on a, a skeleton crew right now. You know? Uh, they, they're running on a skeleton crew. If they if they suddenly if they suddenly decided to like do something new, would it be even worthwhile? Working with what's already there is probably a better option. And I would say all you got to do is look at the forges to see like if they try to come up with something new, it tends to be pretty shallow. I like the forges, don't get me wrong, but the forges themselves don't there's not much going on. But if they work with an existing system like the Infinite Forest, Haunted Forest, now the the Verdant Forest, or whatever it's called, well then, I think they can get a little bit more creative because the structure's already in place. So, uh, Anaray Senpai. While I do think the old D1 weapon system is better for PvE, I actually see a good chunk of people that run double primary in PvP, stuff like Ace and Recluse, uh, Last Word and a Bow, etc. Instead of being going back to the old system, what if we could transfer legendary weapons to different slots to still keep the element? I think if they did a return to elemental primaries um, while allowing you to do what you just said, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Uh choose American not sure if this has been brought up in the past twa but what happened to the prismatic matrix oh it was brought up in the past twa they retired it it wasn't doing the job right um so they got rid of it uh Ashen Annihilator do you feel with regards to Arc Week they should have marketed it together with the revelry rather than treating it as a separate thing 
I just think they shouldn't have put it on the calendar and they should have done an update and a tweet and been like, hey, we made so many changes to the ARC subclasses. We're lovingly dubbing next week ARC week. We're going to make sure all the bounties in the in the game and the, and the modifiers are ARC in theme so you can try out the new updates. Done. Ship it. They didn't need to say it was a week-long free-to-all-players event. Ginger 300. I'm happy to see that the force is being used again. Do you think Bungie should just use this as a permanent mode? Yeah, I already said that. It should be a permanent mode. Uh, with rotating bosses and weapons to farm for. Do you think Bungie needs to reevaluate some of the exotics we have? A lot of them seem like legendaries at best. The Arbalest seems interesting because it appears to be a heavier weapon, but finally in a different slot. Uh, it just seems like many people only run heavy exotics. Uh, it feels like a lot of the exotic armor could have been unique legendaries as well. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I have an entire talk about the exotic system just being completely jacked up. Huckleberry, Graviton Lance, uh, the Sunshot, those should all be legendary weapons that are pinnacle curated roles at the top of a, of a random roll system. You should be able to farm for a Sunshot. It's legendary weapon, it's got a bunch of random rolls, and then all of a sudden there's a curated one. A lot of the old exotics should just be pinnacle weapons. Um, Emmanuel, what do you think should happen to the players who exploit the game? Like, for example, encounter uh, encounters and economy. Do you think Bungie should do have soft bans? Well, no, they've never done this before. I didn't even argue for banning people in Anthem. I just said patch it. Like, patch it so they can't do it. And then warn them. If you're going to ban people, I think you should warn them. And nobody was warned in Anthem. So... Skull King, what do you think about adding frames to Reckoning and other pieces of content like they did in Black Armory? It gives player the loop and the guaranteed weapon. Yeah, I've said eight of bounties need to be everywhere. They need to be everywhere. and They need to give you intentional weapon grind for everybody. I think every NPC needs a weekly weapon bounty. Every one. Devrim K's got the old-fashioned this week. Uh, uh, Zavala's got, you know, um, one of the one of the Vanguard weapons, right? Zavala's got the Persuader this week, whatever. You know? What's your favorite and least favorite strike? I I really like the inverted spire. I still really think the permit the, the the pyramiding is one of the coolest environments. Just how we're going down, the shapes, it feels very vex, feels very vault of glass. I like it. Least favorite, uh, the one with the fanatic because he's the dumbest boss in the entire game. Dumbest boss. You, you can't you use your super on him and he goes immune halfway through your super because they put health gates on him he is the single dumbest boss they've ever created he makes that he makes the exodus crash or, or, or exodus crash boss look like a dream the exodus crash boss is way more tolerable now in comparison the fanatic is horrible Warden Strike's really cool. It is, and it's fast. The Warden Strike is cool, and it's fast. Uh, James Murda says, Surely the reason for the looter shooter grind is to become more powerful so you can complete the raid, then the Nightfall, improve at Gambit Reckoning activities, or boost your chances at PvP. Weapons like the Midnight Coup offer the perfect role for a PvE hand cannon, and there's little, little need to get a new one. So, should there be a cap on light level for old weapons? We went round and round on this a little while ago. Again, in this current version of Destiny, there needs to be a reset on the loot pool and the loot and stuff needs to be left behind. In the future of Destiny, sure, they could come up with systems so that doesn't need to happen. But in the current system, I feel like they've kind of painted themselves into a corner and it's needed. Uh, Evil the Waffler. What if year three has three or four perks that make them way better than old gear? 
you can't you can't make a gun better than some of the guns we have now because you can only kill enemies so fast the only way they could make new guns feel stronger and give them perks more perks and you're like oh i need this is if there was a new difficulty spectrum make let me make public events let me make strikes let me make everything super super hard and you're like midnight coup's not cutting it you need these new primary weapons the new primary weapons have these extra perks they've got these extra combinations that make them really really strong when you use them in normal content they just feel like a pinnacle weapon they're just killing trash ads really fast dragon tat would it work if the new content has enemies with upgraded adept shields and only the new season weapons has a perk that can break those shields? This would. This is again what I was trying to stress to Eugene. I got fired up. Eugene and I have butt heads a lot. It's just what we do. If you did that and you could only really go into the reckoning and go toe to toe with the reckoning with the new gear, that's really really narrow. That means the only way I can engage with that content is with the new gear. Instead of saying, you can use the existing gear, but if you want to use the new stuff, it's a little bit stronger. You don't want to make it a requirement. Now, if you're like, but Lono, don't you say we should leave loot behind? Wouldn't you be requiring the same thing? Again, I'm arguing for that to happen like once a year, once every two years. I'm not saying every three months, all of your loot's invalidated. You need the new stuff to fight the new stuff. I'm not arguing for that. That's way too narrow. Um, Bumble 17 what if a solution of leaving loot behind what if you increase infusion cost so your coup could come forward for more cores than current loot you're incentivizing using the new stuff see I don't necessarily know if I want to do this to the player that seems like you're instead of saying it's time to move on you're almost a, it feels like you're almost abusive this doesn't sound like a solution to me Ryan Jolly what do you think should happen to strikes? Personally, I'd love to see a leaderboard with reward players for finishing high each week. Strikes seem irrelevant. I think if you gave specific bounties to Shaxx that you would not Shaxx, Zavala. Specific things for Zavala where you can grind for certain weapons and pieces of gear over and over and over again the way you do it with Ada, but you do it in the strikes. YouTube Velotix. What do you think about a perk for snipers and linear fusion rifles that at longer ranges the gun does more damage? Um... There's just not enough long-range encounters for this to matter. So, it sounds cool because you'd be like, oh, this thing is really, really lethal at far, far range, but they didn't create a lot of encounters like that. MPS. You think there should have been arc boost for this week? Already answered that question. No, it would make it confusing about the updates. Uh, Hey, Lono. About thoughts on the new exotic catalysts. There are going to be new exotic catalysts. They just made it so you can get some of the old ones. Uh, they just made some so you can get some of the old ones again. Um, that's all. I don't think they're going to do new. I think catalysts were a band-aid. Uh, Olymphan says, What do you think of the new d- damage perks like multi-clip and swashbuckler? And are they better than the previous ones? I just feel like you're putting on Nikes instead of Reeboks. Like, I don't feel like they're that different. I, they, they're basically the same. Same, but different. Same, but different. Like, I don't feel like they're that that different. They're very, very similar. Uh, and this, again, is where they painted themselves into a corner. There's not a lot of perks on the weapons. There's not a lot of perks on the weapons. And the perks generally fall into very, very similar categories. Um... So, they're better damage-wise than Rampage, but Rampage can be sustained longer. Again, do you need them to be better damage-wise? Because killing ads, like, do you... Is it actually making you kill ads any quicker? 
better damage wise I guess against majors or stronger enemies but generally speaking you're killing most of the ads you're killing you're probably not killing any faster golf addict do you think Bungie will need to do a total reset again for Destiny 3 given their issues at launch of Destiny 2 yes Destiny 3 needs to be a complete and utter reset a complete and utter reset they need a whole new system what if what if weapons like these with three perks are like a stepping stone to a higher tier weapon with four and then five and you know what i mean so it takes a lot longer for you to get what is considered a pinnacle weapon and then when they introduce new dlc a similar thing happens you're like okay the pinnacle weapons because there's so many active perks there's a lot more room for diversity so the new auto rifle would be arguably better than the breakneck let's say the breakneck had five or six perks right there's a new auto rifle that has five or six perks that gives them a whole lot more room to play with and make the gun stronger and and, and make the gun arguably maybe better or more appealing uh, would world tiers work in destiny I think difficulty settings would be a good thing for them to try right what would happen if I set public event spaces to 700 what would happen right I don't know I don't know here's something else that you could do what if what if there were world tier perks so what if there was a 5th and 6th and 7th perk on uh what if there was an auto rifle right what if there was an auto rifle that uh they launched this week or i'm sorry they launched with the the the, this this season and it had like a fifth a sixth seventh perk that only got activated when you went into that harder content right so you're like well yeah you could use your midnight coup when you ratchet the difficulty up but this is a new mechanic in the game and your gun's not built for it that would be a way i mean that would be a way to leave stuff behind you know every single time they add a new power cap there you can make the content a little bit more difficult when you go into the the the, um the public spaces as long as you're at level, it's not too, too difficult, but you definitely feel that need of like, well, the new guns have that extra slot that gets activated whenever we go into the harder content. I don't know. I'm literally just spitting off the top of my head here. Mew Mew with four months. Thank you so much. I'm confused now. Did Suros Regime have a catalyst before this week? I thought those guns had catalysts before. Didn't, didn't the Suros Regime, wasn't its catalyst available previously? Oh, the catalysts are new. I was not aware of that. So, I was incorrect. I thought catalysts were going away. I thought they were they, I thought they were basically a uh, I thought they were a band-aid. So I misspoke. I didn't think they were ever going to do new catalysts. I thought they were just going to be like, "Nah, we're that was just kind of a band-aid." Um, I did see TV saying that the catalyst was amazing. I had it in my head that they were like faction rally catalysts or something. Um they were in the database a long time ago, so we knew about them. Maybe that's why maybe that's why I thought they weren't new. Maybe. I'm not actually sure. So, yeah, I've heard the Suros Catalyst is amazing. 
Uh, Clay Tongs. Speaking on ceiling of efficiency, do you believe that weapons specialized to certain enemy types would be better than flat-out damage and reload buffs uh, for new weapons? Taken guns, fallen guns, etc. This... I, I don't think this is a bad idea because a lot of the times you'll go into a strike and it's a mixture. It's Vex and it's Fallen. It's Hive and it's Taken. There's two. So you could say, okay, I need a weapon that's good at both and then I'm going to take both in with me. Um, And because of that, I think you, you could... You could... um. You could say, okay, I I have a great auto rifle that's good for fallen, and then I got a great hand cannon that's good for taken, and you sort of switch your weapons around per enemy type. Even that's not a, a long-term solution, because if you can infuse those weapons for forever, eventually you have a weapon for every enemy type. Sure, you introduce a new enemy type like the scorn, but how often are you facing the scorn? You know? You got to decide, is this going to become a loadout video game or is it going to become a, this is the best of the best stuff right now. I'm stacked to the rafters. I'm going to go do raids, nightfalls or gambit or whatever the frick. If you go to a loadout style game where you're literally changing your loadout per strike, you literally would go in and have like five boxes up here and you click on that box and it's a predetermined loadout. You're like, oh, it's the Pyramidian. I need Vex and what's, I think it's, is it all Vex and Pyramidian? I think, I feel like there's something else that shows up in the Pyramidian. Um, let's say Pyramidian is Vex and, and, and Taken. I think it's Vex and Taken. So you'd go, oh, I need my Vex and my Taken loadout. And you click it. Okay. Then you go into the the warden the warden of nothing uh one and that is i believe that is cabal and vex so you go okay i got one that's set up for cabal and vex you would create like all these different loadouts now as i'm saying that that actually sounds pretty dope and why does it sound dope because what you're doing is is saying like there's encounters in the game that have these pain points i need to get a really really good cabal gun and so you grind for a cabal gun i need a good taken fallen hive vex scorn you know I'm again I'm not sure if that's going to that, that's definitely going to get us a lot of weapon diversity. That's definitely going to get a, get us a lot of weapon diversity. And you could say, "Oh hey, this new DLC, there's some new guns that are built for Vex and the, the, I, the one I have right now for Vex is okay, but I really want a better one, right? 7 months from jet lag. Thank you." I don't know. I'm not sure what Bungie's going to do. All I know is, is using the same weapon for two years is part of the incentivization problem. To pretend like people's lack of motivation isn't linked to the fact that they can keep Ikelos Shotgun and Midnight Coup in their inventory, to pretend like that's not part of the equation, I think is just ignorant. I think that's ignorant. I think part of the reason people are shrugging their shoulders at the content is because you're not forcing them to leave stuff behind. 
the minute there's a vacancy in your loadout, the minute there's a vacancy in like, oh, you know, what do I want to use? What I want to chase this new stuff. I, this old stuff's not going to cut it anymore. The minute you do that, people feel a motivation to grind to fill those voids. People may push back and say, well, that's just your opinion. But I just think one of the themes... This isn't the only reason, but one of the reasons everybody's looking at, they looked at Forge, they said the same thing. They look at Drifter, they said the same thing. They're like, I can't be bothered. I don't really care. It's because they don't need to. Their gear is as good as it's been in the past. They can wait for a season of opulence, use surge bounties, bring up their midnight coup and their armor and all their stuff, and then they're right at the level for season of opulence with all their pinnacle gear. They don't need anything from the forges. They don't need anything from Drifter. It's it's that that has to be considered. It has to be. So we're not going to shut the stream down. If you've enjoyed this Q and A in the back and forth, it gets a little fiery. Uh, gets a little fiery sometimes because we disagree, but it makes for good entertainment. If you've enjoyed the show, click the follow button on my Twitch channel. I'm not going to shut down the Twitch stream, but I am going to do an outro here for those listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and watching on YouTube. You can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.